Hello and welcome to Apon Plays, the only live play podcast on the All Ports Open Network that's even worth listening to. I'm your host, Joshua Wise. Forget all about that pot of love. This is where it's at these days. Chris Sumsky is here with me, hey, handing hey, hey. alcohol to one Mr. Blaine Martin. Hello. And Peter, I didn't ask you, this maybe was an offline question, but how do you pronounce your last name? Schnellenberger. Schnellenberger. This is Peter Schnellenberger's first, it's your first appearance on the All Ports Open Network, is it not? It is, it is. He has been consulting with us on our, uh, our I, I've lost the words for it now, The uh, our public, our media, public media. Social, social media. media. Social media. New media. New media. Um <laughs> And we are very happy to have him with us on Apom Plays. You are listening to the very first episode of Apom Plays. And if you're listening to it through Patreon, thank you very much for being a Patreon subscriber. It will be going out to Patreon subscribers first. And then uh, you will be able to hear this on a regular feed uh, four to six weeks after it comes up for Patreon subscribers. So this is where you get it first on Patreon. We are getting ready to create our characters for this Star Wars RPG adventure. We're going to be using West End Games 1980s and 1990s D6 system because this is the first roleplay game that I ever owned. I have a lot of fondness for this. Blaine has a lot of fondness for this. I do. Um, and have either of you gentlemen ever played in this system before? No. Negative. Okay, so it's uh, it's old school for me and Blaine and it's new school for you two gentlemen. We are going to do some character creation, and we are going to, in the grand tradition of Star Wars, be playing a group of Jedi who... <laughs> Excuse me? Um, <laughs> no, in the other grand tradition of Star Wars, we're going to be playing a group of smugglers. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Ooh. Tragically, with the requirement of speaking basic, Peter, the buzz chub is out of, <laughs> out of, out of rotation for you. Is but there the, is a race is called... the second book? Uh, yes, it's called the Buzz Chub. The Buzz Chub. Um, the name alone. And uh, what uh, what book are we looking at here for alien species? What, what old old source book is this? It is what the it, the ray, full race guide, I think. Yeah, it? yeah. Uh, the, and in fact, what we're looking at now is not actually a West End Games guide. This is a guide that was actually put together by a fan uh, um, who's who is. Uh, himself a game tester and designer and I'm going to pull up his name here but um, Chris while I do that can you give me a quick idea of uh, who you're playing in in our game yes Uh, I've always my favorite character from the Star Wars Expanded Universe was Grand Admiral Thrawn now I'm not going to be a sociopathic military genius in the game well in the (laughs) game yeah Stepping away from my normal personality. From your normal personality of being a sociopathic military genius. Yes, I'm going to embrace a Plagachis. That's the, um, and I believe, uh, depending upon, I'm going to be a pilot, I believe, out of the group, but uh, I'll I'll confirm with the other two members of our little starship, but, uh, yeah, so I think the idea is that Blaine's going to be playing your your mechanic, and yeah. Peter's going to be playing your your muscle, your heavy. Now, I would recommend all of you have some combat skills, and all of you have some space transport skills. Yes. Since that's... I'm uh, going to be shooty-shooty. You want to all be shooty a little bit, at least, and because you're, you're going to be coming... I mean, you're smugglers. You're going to be coming up against the Imperials. You're going to be coming up against bounty hunters. You're going to be coming up against the huts. 
uh, alien species, possibly even the uh, Alliance. And so we're going to be playing in the early days of the Rebellion. This is pre-A New Hope. We are uh, the the... Rogue One era? This is, yeah, yeah Rogue One era-ish. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're a couple of years BBY. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we are, I want to I call out whatever guides we're using. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh yeah, where would I get that? So Alien Stats is a book that is a conversion of the Wizards of the Coast species guides, which uh, I think is perfectly fair given the uh, fact that Wizards of the Coast converted a bunch of West End Games yeah. stuff to their to And their it stuff. looks like from looking through it quite a bit this morning, it compiles all of the West yeah. End Games ones, and then any races that were in D20 but not in West End Games, they converted over. Yeah, exactly. So we've got uh, and the person who did this is Thiago or Thiago S. Aranha who I looked this person up they are a game developer and tester down in Brazil, I believe. And this person, they have an IMDb page. They have a bunch of stuff. So shout out to Tiago and uh, this very useful for us in what we're doing here. I mean, we're talking about 181 different species that were compiled for this book. So Chris, you're playing a Chiss. Yes. Chris the Chiss. Yeah. That's... Well, that won't be his name. Uh huh. <laughs> and then Blaine, what, what do you think, buddy? I am either go. I'm leaning towards one, but I was looking at the Ubisi, um, which are we never actually see them in the movies, but the armor that Princess Leia wears in the beginning of Return of the Jedi. Oh sure, yeah. Uh, to pretend that she's a bounty hunter, that is an Ubisi suit of armor. Okay, that's cool. So either them or the one I'm leaning towards is the Verpine. Okay. Who are a race of like very technically minded bugs. Cool. Cool. And Peter, what are you thinking? Uh, I'm thinking. Uh, I'm still looking through this this huge volume of, of species here, uh-huh. but I was thinking of doing sort of a of a rocket raccoon inspired sort of little guy with big guns and uh-huh. a bad attitude. Yeah, sure. So we had we had discussed the possibility of a nogri, um, but there's also what are these uh, tynan? Uh, so Tynan have a dexterity of like a th- up to 3D plus two, knowledge of 4D plus two. They look, well, they look like a, a badger or a raccoon. Let me bring, bring it up on my... You uh, could play a Kowakian monkey lizard. Throw oh, that out there. Oh, yeah. But can they, do they speak basic? I don't think so. Man. I can make the argument that anything can have a translator slapped yeah, on it. Yeah, just like wrapped around its neck. It's a little collar. No, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna approve that. But I, I will say, because uh, they have a six D plus one dexterity. I bet they do. And they're a Kowakian monkey lizard. Yeah, I, I think that would drive listeners crazy if we had just like Salacious Crumbs cousin traveling with us. I made a Kowakian monkey lizard reference in. And in an episode of Lord Dinby at one point that you have to really pay attention in one episode to know that that's a Kowakian monkey lizard reference, but wow. And Blaine was the only one who got that, probably. I doubt even Blaine got it. It was so subtle. But there is definitely a uh, a Salacious Crumb reference in Lord Denby at one point. Yeah, so so we have Ubisi and then true Ubisi. So what's going on there? Apparently in the Star Wars universe... <clears throat> they brought Ubisi in in like two different expanded universe. Oh, okay. 
um, sources, and they were entirely different in both of those sources. I see, yeah. Uh, so to reconcile that, they created two different, like, sub-races of I Ubisi. I see, okay. Apparently the true Ubisi are massive dicks. Okay. And hunt the untrue Ubisi oh, okay. for sport. <laughs> I will say, so I ran into something like that in the development of this this adventure. You all are going to be members of the crew of the the Corellian YT-1150 class ship, the Endless Spring. And YT-1150s have two separate descriptions in Star Wars lore. One of them looks a little bit like the Millennium Falcon. One definitely does not look like the Millennium Falcon. And um, that's the one we got. That's the one you got is, <laughs> is the one that really doesn't look like the Millennium uh, Falcon at all. Of course. Um, the broke ass one. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's still a transport, it's still a freighter. It doesn't, doesn't. It just doesn't look like a like a disc. How many guns we got? This one has two forward facing. Sorry, not forward facing, but uh, locked like lasers. But yeah, it's so they they fixed weapons. Right. So it's a fixed weapon that has that's on a turret, but you, they don't shoot independently. Gotcha. It's yeah. not like with the Millennium Falcon where... There's one on Luke, top, one on the bottom. Luke yeah. can run to a gunner station and actually shoot it. So the pilot is the one who's actually doing the gunning. So uh, on this ship, you, you can go to a station and shoot it, but it's going to be... There's only one of them. Okay. Right, as opposed to where the Millennium Falcon has the uh, sort of the dorsal guns and the... I forget what the other version of that is. You have your guns on the top and then you have your guns on the bottom, right? Yes. Um, so, uh, so like in the Millennium Falcon, Luke can go up top, Han can go down. Yeah. Uh, whereas here, you're just going to the top. Okay. Yeah. So you will have you will have a place to do gunning, and so wait, so you're you're piloting, right? Correct. That, so, that was the question right. I was wondering. So if you'll I needed to take some gunnery no, you skills. don't need to take gunnery. Uh, so you'll take. I would say so. If Peter's going to be the heavy here, uh, blaster pistol uh, or blasters in general. And then starship gunnery as well are both worthwhile okay. things to have. Somebody should have shields. You're going to want someone to have shields, so maybe that's the mechanic. Maybe yeah. that is the captain as well. You, maybe both of you want to have a couple dice in that. Yeah. Everybody should have dodge and blaster. That's a good oh, thing to, yes. to have. You're going to be getting into scraps. But beyond that, I, I would say pick what you like, pick what you think might be fun. So if we go to character creation. Page what? 26. Yeah, page 26 of the... So we are, uh, again... Yeah, we're using Star Wars the Role-Playing Game 2nd Edition Revised and Expanded, uh, which is the last version of the base game that West End Games put out. And we are going to be following the character creation rules for this, which I don't think are wildly different than the character creation rules for the earlier versions of the game. No, character creation remained... Pretty stationary through all the additions. Right. I think the only big difference was maybe altering the skills somewhat, like where they might lie. I think like dexterity was called agility or something at one point. Maybe in the first version. I will say that. So I, it might be that in the second edition they added uh, advanced skills and specializations to break it down a little bit more. I believe so. Yeah. Um. So you can certainly do specializations. If you want specializations, so if you decide that you have blasters, 
at like 4D and you have a specific kind of blaster, whether that's a holdout blaster or a heavy blaster pistol or a blaster rifle, and you want to put that under specialization, you can spend 1D there. Those uh, rise more cheaply than standard skills, and then you can take advanced skills, though uh, we probably won't have any advanced skills right now. The, I, I assume uh, we're starting at level one. Yeah, you're starting at level one. Uh, so that's one thing I'm, I'm not seeing right out of the gate here is um, how many how many dice do you get? Did you guys see? So, so for attributes, it's based on your race. Right, yes. It is six higher than what's ever listed under your race. So in the race description, right. we'll say attribute 12 dice. Like looking here at the Queeg, it's 12D. Uh-huh. And that 12D means that it's 12 dice for an NPC Queeg. Right. PCs always start with six more than what an NPC starts with. Right, right, right. So for most people, it's about 18. Right, okay. And then seven skill points. Okay. It's like riding a bike. <laughs> what, if you fall off, it hurts? Yes, exactly. So in this, this alien book, this expanded rules, where does it say uh, the, the languages spoke? It'll, it usually will only say something about languages if they can't speak basic. So I'm looking at this. It says it's Kodru G. It's, uh, somebody's got like four arms. So it doesn't say that they don't speak a common language. So they're four So they would be able to speak basic. Yeah. How, do you, how do you spell that? C-O-D-R-U hyphen J-I. Oh, okay, I see it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Goro. Sure. Yeah, it's, it looks yes, a little looks a little um, like Goro. But yeah, you'll see under like Wookies and Jawas and stuff, it will st- say very specifically. A little bit. Yeah. Um, like cannot speak the basic language. Um, so if it doesn't say that, then you're good to go. I mean, this isn't a this isn't a little mouse, but uh, I think he could be a pretty cool gunner. So back with this guy. Cool. Let's see. All right. So uh, while uh, your attributes. You can, so if you have, let's say, 18D in attributes, theoretically, you could have 3D in each of your base attributes, right? Like if you wanted to just have 3D in each thing. Somebody who's just generally good at everything. Generally okay at everything, right? But if you want to spread those out a bit more, right, then you have, you can have 4D and then species have maximums in things. So if, if you're looking at the code rouge, then you would see like the most they can have uh, starting is uh, a 4D in dexterity. Mechanical though, they can go much lower. They could go to a 1D plus two instead of a two. Well, it's not much lower, but their technical can go as low as 1D plus one. Whereas I think humans are always 2D and 4D. Yeah. That seems to be the general for like a lot of races. Mm -hmm. Like the Chiss, for instance, have almost very similar stats to humans. The only difference is I have slightly better eyesight, uh-huh. and I get bonuses if I decide to put stuff in, like, tactics and whatnot. Yeah, if you look at something like the Colmy, which are on that same page as the Code Rouge, you they can have a dexterity of 0 or 1, but they have a knowledge anywhere from 3D to 7D, or, and a technical from 2D to 5D, but their strength can be 0 to 1. So these are, I mean, they're just basically brains that float. So, Blaine, you decided you're going to be which species? I'm actually think I think I'm gonna do the true BC. Okay. They have a little bit better when it comes to like combat potential. Okay, great. The Verpine are a little bit better at the tech side of things, but uh-huh. have much lower dexterity and strength. Gotcha. And then Peter, did you consider Nogri? Uh, let me take a look. Uh, uh, N O G 
H, H-R-I. I think, yeah. Because they, they might be exactly what you're looking for. If you just do like a f- search. Yeah, they, this is a searchable PDF. There we go. Nogri is uh, PDF page 105. Yeah, so one of the one of the downsides about the Nogri is that they are, are sworn to serve Lord Vader. So if you happen to be a Nogri here, oh, they get they get 16 attribute dice. They're badasses. So that's actually 22 for yeah. PCs. Yeah. Yeah, when they came out, everyone looked at that book and were like, all right, these are a little broke. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, they're fun as shit. Right. Uh, and if they get into melee, uh, it is real ugly. Yeah. So if you do play this character, this character has to... You don't have to tell me right now, but this character will have to have a reason why it has broken its debt to Lord Vader and the Empire and why it's uh, off doing its own thing. Gotcha. Now I'm curious. Guys, well, as you're building your characters... I'm I'm trying to toss the difference between con and persuasion. Right. Now, persuasion, you ju- you're generally just trying to convince somebody. Con is lying. Yeah. Con, con is, is lying. just straight lying. I'm so just, it's like, what do you think? What do you think I should do? Con or persuasion? Because I mean, they're close enough. I don't want to. If we're dedicate. smugglers, probably con. con. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Especially if you're going to be at the controls sometimes. Now you're not yeah. the captain of the ship. There is a captain of the ship. Yeah. So and maybe it's Josh. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's shockingly, his name is Josh Wise. Weird. Uh, Weird, yeah. He has the highest charisma in the and machismo, in which the isn't actually a stat right. normally. It is, yeah. It's just an attribute that I added yeah. to my character. Part of his race. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say it's impressive that he has a really high charisma because charisma doesn't exist in this Correct. game. Yes, it's it's it, it both it does machismo. Now. It, it does, does, yeah. For him, there's a charisma stat. You're so you're serving with Captain Feroyal on his. You're part of his crew on the Endless Spring. Um, Captain Fear Oil. Not that doesn't. That's not quite what I meant by the name, but that's how you would pronounce it. Also, so you know, you guys have been working together for a few months, and you have a slightly risky but pretty straightforward job ahead of you. You're yeah. going to be heading to Corellia, and you are going to be smuggling a shipment of Corellian whiskey out of the system. Hmm. It's weird how a couple. Bottles just disappeared. It's this is a couple hundred bottles. <laughs> it's a big shipment, and uh, oh, I meant from the stash on the ship. Oh yes, oh yeah, sure, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, you're not quite sure who the captain got this job from. Uh, he, he he plays that pretty close to the vest, but hey, you trust him, and you know that uh, so far he's kept you in some good credits. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. credits. That's yep. what. It, yeah. Not gold pressed latinum. Not gold pressed latinum. That's another another property that uh, we also don't have the rights to. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chris, do you have a name for your character? Oh yeah. So hold on. Let me. I gotta write this out because it's a chiss name. Okay. While he's doing that, Blaine, do you have a name for your character? I don't. I'm gonna look up uh, UBC names real quick and great. see if I can get. I, uh, I got one for you. There. Great. Visran Niroto, which, if anybody has read the uh, Thrawn trilogy, like, Thrawn's name is Miss Thrawn Niroto. So, basically, the way they break down names is uh-huh. it's family name, personal name, job title. So, my character's name will just be Rand. And this traditional shortening uh, that the Chiss have to do because nobody can actually pronounce their damn names. Okay, so his original name is Visran Niroto. Niroto, yeah. Okay. It's just. And a, Rand. And Rand is the short, basic version of it for all those non Chiss. Okay. Great. Ooh, that's a fun sentence. What's that? 
Many Ubisi could be found at the forefront of Death Squads during the Great Jedi Purge. <laughs> oh, goody. Fantastic. So I'm a good guy. Yeah, yeah, you are definitely a good guy. The only other person of my race most people know is in charge of the Imperial Navy for the most part. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, at this point in in the timeline, most people don't even know he's doing that, right? Well, uh, right around pre-rebellion, he is in the military Imperial hierarchy, uh-huh. depending upon well where exactly we fall. He's either going to be the captain of a ship Right. An admiral, or even in fact a grand admiral. Right. So. Yeah. Um, this is also still the time of the moths and the grand moths. So, uh, who knows? You guys might get real deep in a moth. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I've oh seen most of them. Uh-huh. That's kind of gross. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Peter, what are you thinking? Uh, I'm still looking up the names. I think I'm gonna go with the Kodri. Okay. Uh, I think that's a pretty cool concept. Uh, so I'm trying to figure out names that go with this race. Uh, I'm not finding them yet, so it might take me a minute. Yeah, uh, and if you don't find anything great, then just feel free to freeform it, which I am totally fine with. Now, being a, an experienced Star Wars D6er, uh-huh. astrogation, how important is that for your pilot to have? It's good. Yeah, you want that, right? Because okay. that's that's how you plot you'll have. have a, right. Yeah, you'll probably have a droid that will help you, but... It's uh, certainly possible that you may have a droid that, that has astrogation on it. That beeps um, and boops. Yeah, so R2, R5 units have yeah. good astrogation, but um, you guys don't have an R2 unit. You, oh, guys okay. are, you guys have a 3PO unit, LR3F. And you guys will be dealing with that, but but so astrogation is something that that you can have. Uh, the captain can have it. That's up to you if you want to take it. If not, certainly the captain would would at least have some astrogation on his own. But if you're plotting jumps between between systems, you're going to need that astrogation. Now, also the astrogation computer on your ship has some dice on it as well that add to your roll. Yeah. Yeah, almost, especially on a, on a decent ship like ours, most of the systems will have, like, something that adds to our role for any given Yeah, a couple of thing. dice here. So, your craft is the Endless Spring, a modified Corellian Engineering Corporation YT-1150 medium transport. Its length is 31.2 meters. Mm. Skill, space transports, or, uh, and then if you want to specialize, the YT-1150. You have Starship Gunnery to use the guns on it. Space Transport Repair is the general technical skill for repairing it. It carries six passengers, 95 metric tons. Hyperdrive is times two. Hyperdrive backup is times eight. Maneuverability, 2D. That's an improvement over the original, which is a 1D. Shields are a 2D. The hull D is 3D plus one. I think that's an improvement. It's got an okay sensor array, and then two laser cannons that are fire-linked to the Arcus front, which means you can shoot to the front of the ship, and the fire control on that is a 2D, so... Whoever's firing, that whoever gets, an, is firing gets an extra 2D. So, Peter, if you take Starship Gunnery, mm-hmm. then whatever you have in that, you would add 2D every time you fired the Starship guns, or at least on this ship. So I uh, found out that uh, there aren't many... Uh, Kodru names. Uh-huh. So I have this nice little name generator here, and it kind of gave me a name uh, sounds a little bit like Ricar Roll. Ricar Roll. <laughs> I'm totally fine with that. <laughs> so you're Rick Roll? <laughs> exactly. Awesome. <laughs> <That's> perfect. <laughs> so I'm looking at these stats on here, and it says dexterity 2D slash 4D. Right. 
So that means... So when you look at, see the attribute dice above that? Mm -hmm. So you have 16 of those to spread out through dexterity, knowledge, mechanical, perception, strength, and technical. And the, what they give you there are the limits, the minimum and the maximum that you can put into gotcha. those things. Because it's, it's the 12 from the race plus... Six because you're a player character. So, total so 18. 18. Total so of 18. 18. Theoretically, you could put 3D in all six and then just be even across all of them. But it's better to uh, shift a couple of dice down to 2D and a couple of, up, of them up to 4D. Gotcha. Now, I have, I have a question. With my specific race, I gain 2D for every 1D I add for tactics, command, and scholarship. Those are advanced skills. Now, how does that break down below the It's a great standard? question. Let me take a look at the chiss and see exactly how that's, how that's stated out. Yeah, because you guys have played this a little bit more, and I'm, I want to make sure I make my stats correctly and I right. accidentally overpower myself through ignorance. So, at the time of character creation only, Chiss characters gain 2D for every one die they assign to the Tactics, Command, and Scholar Art skills. So, if you, like, what is, like, say you have a 4D in the base stack, because I have the same thing, but for technical. Yeah. It's like I have a 4D technical, and then I get 2D for every 1D I put in. Yeah. So, like, I put 1D into security, so I technically, like, normally that would bump a person up to 5D, but it bumps me up to 60. Okay, so... Say, for instance, right, I make right, right, right. I make my knowledge 3D tactics fall underneath that. That would become a 4D. Or well, no. So the skills are a separate thing under the attributes. Now, how many skill points do we get? Seven. You have seven. Seven. Right. Okay. So All those right. those are the things that get that's doubled. That's where I got the confusion. So if you add one D to tactics, you're yeah. actually adding two D. Gotcha. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Then. So you get yeah, double bang for your buck the first time. Gotcha. So it incentivizes you to put those in Into at the beginning. Yes. yes. Okay. So then are using guns, is that tied to dexterity like it is yes, in like a just, D20 yeah, system? Yeah, it's just blasters. Gotcha. So you have the option of just saying blasters there. You have the option of specializing in a particular kind of blaster. I would say that for everybody here... Since we're since we're not using sort of the basic, we're not using templates exactly here. I'm gonna go. So let's. I'm gonna bring up templates. All right. So each of you will have the following things, and then you can upgrade based on the differences of cost. So each of you will have 600 credits, a blaster pistol, which is a 4D, a comlink and two med packs each. So if you want to upgrade your pistol to like a higher level pistol, then you would spend the difference of the cost. So whatever a blast, say if a blaster costs 400 credits, we gotta use the 600 we have to make up the difference. Right, so if you, if you wanted to buy like a heavy blaster pistol. Yeah. Right, so like a heavy blaster pistol is 750, a blaster pistol is 500. So if you wanted to spend 250 of your credits, to get a better, better version, gotcha. version then yes. What's the heavy blaster? I think 60, you're one 5D. Five D. Five D. Okay. So four, eight, 10, 12, 14, 16, 17. So yeah, you have one more. So you get a total. You can break down a single die into a total of plus three. Okay. And basically, that's just so if you have a two D plus two, you roll two dice and you add two to the total. Gotcha. So I have one more skill. So you have one more attribute point. 
uh, to put between one of your into one of your attributes, or you could break it down into another plus three. Right, and then you have seven more skill points to allocate to specific skills under those attributes. Gotcha. So yes, you guys all have blaster pistols, which are 40. If you wanted to upgrade those, say, to blast heavy blaster pistols, which is what, say, like Han Solo has, that costs 250. If you want to buy some armor, you can do that. So once once we've gotten all the skills in place, then we can talk about, you know, what you want to spend your money on. So then I can, you said I can break down that plus one to... So you could either put one full die into one of your other attributes. Okay. Or you could break it down into plus three to put between some of your other attributes. Gotcha. So, like, you could take, make this four a three, mm-hmm. and then you'd have a plus three that you could, like, distribute. Like, say, four D plus one. Two D uh, plus one. Okay. Right, like, yeah. Like, so, you see how you got that breakup already from your race, the two right. D plus two? That two and that one is actually counted as a dice. Got you. Does that break down? So it says I can have a max of four D in my dexterity. Uh huh. I so I have one more point to distribute through here. Yeah. I can break that down to three. And it says uh, to max. So what's of your four, dexterity right now? It's four. Then you can't add anything to dexterity at the moment if your max is four D. So I can't do four D plus, plus one. one. Right. Yeah. Okay. No. Not for the attribute though. You can bring skills up above that. Gotcha. So, so then. So you can do like. Distribute it, so make that 2D plus 2, 2D plus 1. Gotcha. And so what do we do? So I've maxed out my strength. I've maxed out my dex. Those are both good if you're the heavy. The uh, the other thing that it might be useful to have is mechanical. Okay. If you're going to be the gunner of the ship, too. So having adding one to mechanical or something like that, and then adding a point into starship gunnery gotcha. would be good. So mechanical's the attribute, and then Starship Gunnery's the skill underneath it. This is sort of the the difficulty of not using the templates, because it doesn't sort of lay that all, all out for you. Yeah. But in the end, these will be more um, customized. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm very used to the second edition guide, and less used to the third guide. I can't say new, since it's two decades old, but... <laughs> The new, new-ish. Right. But if you look, there is basically a shopping guide there of weapons, general equipment, melee weapons, armor, that if you want to pick something up, you can get yourself a blast vest. Honestly, for 600, you can get yourself a blast vest and a blast helmet, or you can upgrade a pistol and get one of those two you can pick up. Honestly, I'm going to say you guys also just have uh, one data pad each. No reason why you shouldn't have a data pad with you. So I am going to upgrade to a heavy blaster pistol. Okay. Buy a blast vest. And then I also have to buy a breath mask because the UBC need... You can have that for free. Okay. Um, then I will have 50 credits left over. Cool. Uh, I will also upgrade to a heavy blaster as well. Okay. And grab myself a blast vest and a knife. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Just in case. Uh-huh. So that's just understandable. Yeah, twenty-five less credits than uh, how many do you have, Blake? I have fifty left. All right, so I have twenty-five credits. Okay. So for my skills, uh huh, I put one into dodge and blaster, and I have a four D deck, so that takes me up to five D in each of those. Great. I put one into starship shields. Great. Starting with a three D mechanical, so I have a four D starship shields. Great. 
I have a 4D survival because my race gets plus 2D to survival. Cool. And then I put one into transport repair, one into starship weapon repair, one into security, and one into computer programming and repair. Awesome. Which takes all of those to 60. Excellent. Awesome. Sounds good. Chris? For me, dexterity, I gave that a 4D. The uh-huh. blaster dodge both got one apiece. So Great. that knocks those up to 5D. Mm-hmm. Perception, got a 3D. Command and con, I added a 1D apiece to that. So con, that's a 4D, but with uh, the chess, that actually takes it up to a 5D Great. command. Knowledge, <coughs> 3D. Tactics, a 1, but that'll bump that up to a 5D once again because of the right. race. And, and for that stuff, I would say, so whenever you write down what the skill is, you don't write down how many you added to it. You write down what the cumulative what it actually is. is. Yeah, so like, I'll make sure I change yeah. that. Strength just got the 2D. Uh-huh. Mechanical, I got uh, a 4D with astrogation and space transport both getting one. So Great. those are both at 5D now and technical got a 2D. Great. Awesome. Peter, where are you at with stuff? So my attributes... I'm still figuring out this character sheets. They're, sure. They're a bit different than the all things D20, which yeah, is a little bit, uh, yeah. my uh, my background. Yeah. So I got a 4D dexterity, a 4D strength, a 2D perception, mechanical is 3D plus 2, knowledge is 2D, technical is 2D plus 1. I'm putting things in blaster, dodge, melee combat, uh-huh. starship gunnery, weapon repair, so I have two more okay. skills. So you can always put so you can always put two more into two different things, or you can put I, I think it's up to two D in any one yes. base skill is the max that you can put in. So if you want to up any of those others by two instead of one, you're very welcome to do that as well. Yeah, so, as a as the brawler or as our like combat person putting an extra one in blaster and dodge might not be a bad idea what that what that ends up doing for you is if let's say you put one more die into blaster Mm -hmm. what that effectively does is allows you to shoot twice in one round for that same cost gotcha right so it's if you were to if you fire once in a round if that's your only action you roll all of your blaster dice but if you're like oh well there's two guys and i know i'm gonna hit with this you can fire twice and it's minus one d to each of those rolls so adding that extra one actually then ends up buying you two actions, gotcha. like an extra action around for, for all practical purposes. So I would indicate that by that would be just 5D on blaster. Right. And so then 5D on dodge. Correct. Yeah. No. It should be 60, I believe, because you have a 4D base, right? Right. Right. So then you're adding two to each. So that would make it 60 each. Now, I, I have a question. There is uh, there's dodge and melee dodge. Yes. So the dodge just works for ranged attacks. Yes, correct. melee parry is for melee when... Parry. Me- yeah, like, melee parry is uh, when someone someone's like punching at so, you. So depending upon, is your character going to be more shooting or stabby? Probably more shooting, I would right. imagine. Dodges, dodges, dodges your... Thing, that, Star Wars tends to happen at that range. Yes. Even uh, up close, as Han Solo has taught us with Greedo. Yes. So if you have... So right. So if you have a 4D in Dexterity and you've added one to Blaster, then that becomes a 5D. And if you add two to Blaster, it becomes a 60. Right. And since I have, I have two more points... You could theoretically bring Blaster and Dodge both up to 60. Because... Because you've already put one in each already, and that would make them 5D. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Okay. So then everything else should be... So my combat melee is 5D. Yes. I see. Because you put the one point in there. Okay, that makes sense. When you get to... if, If we get to the point where we level these characters up, 
then we start spending skill points to raise them by pips. What, what they call pips in this game. Plus one. Which plus is the two. plus one, plus one, plus two, and then you go to the next die. Oh, uh, okay. Because so it's like 1D, pl- 1D, 1D plus one, 1D plus two, 2D. Yeah. And each of those would cost one skill point to raise each level. And then at 2D, it costs two skill points to raise from 2D to two pl- 2D plus one, two points from 2D plus one to 2D plus two, two points from 2D plus two to 3D. And now you're into three skill points each. Specialized uh, skills take half of that, I believe. And advanced skills take twice as much as that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, advanced skills are really good, but super expensive. Right. And specialized skills can be super useful if you're just using, like, all you do is heavy blaster pistols. Yeah. And you specialize in heavy blast. They could be really OP in this yeah. game, honestly. It's probably also important to mention that I have a 5D control sense and alter. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm joking. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, wait, wait, wait. When did, when right. did the obesity, obesity got the obesity? Just a bunch of fatos. <laughs> just, just super Jedi. Oh, super yeah. Jedi, yeah. Five, it's, it's, yeah. By the way, I have all these powers now. Yeah, by the way, I know all of... Do you know the Emperor in uh, in Dark Force Rising? I have all of his... Wait, no, it's... Is, is it Dark Force Rising? No. What's the... What's the... Um, the Dark Horse comics, Dark Empire. Oh yeah. yeah. If you look at the Emperor's like, like power list in the Dark Empire source book, he knows everything. Like there isn't a thing that that the Force does that he doesn't know. It's pretty scary. Also, I want to go back and reread those comics. Those comics were badass. Yeah, in this game, Force power is definitely like, it's kind of like Wizards in Second Edition D anD D, where like. For the first, like, yep. year of playing, you are going to be worthless. You're real rough. And then all of a sudden, you're just a monster. Yeah, yeah. Which is why I don't have force powers. <laughs> yeah, the thing... So I know everybody gets one force point to start with. And I want to say it's... So we're all automatically force sensitive? Is that... Everybody no. has some touch Uh-oh. with the force. Some connection, like... It's essentially like if you're a Jedi, you're you're kind of intent when you use a force point, you're intentionally tapping into the force. Mm-hmm. But it's like Han Solo, whether he wants to admit it or not, is connected to the force because the force is connected to all things. Right. And so if like Han Solo gets particularly lucky in the movie, that's kind of a representation of him using a force point, even though he's not necessarily calling it right. Like tapping the force. Gotcha. Yep. So everybody starts with five character points. Now these are points that theoretically you could use to upgrade a skill right now, but you should save them. They let you add dice. Or yeah, roll they dice. exactly. They let you add. So let's see. It's like high stakes hero points. Yeah. So I believe it's one character point lets you add one die to a, a single roll. If you announce it beforehand, I believe a character point can add a point after a roll. Okay. At least that is how it used to be. And then force points you can spend, and that doubles all of your dice pools for the round. Correct. Um, so, like, if you have a 6D blaster, it becomes 12D gotcha. when you spend. So that lets you, like, just fan the hammer and take, like, yeah, s- you know, f- four or five shots at still more than you would normally roll. 
Right, exactly. Force points, however, you should try to use them for heroic things, because if you use them for a bad thing, you end up getting a dark side so point. point. Yeah. But if you do something really awesome with force point, you'll probably get it back. Do we want yeah. to take bets on who the first person to get a dark side point is? <laughs> no need. No, I, I don't, actually. <laughs> it's because it's, it's just whoever gets an opportunity first. <laughs> so so as so now I'm, I'm doing my my equipment. Uh-huh. Um, what kind of blaster is best for somebody who is going to be that combat? Right. So you start with a blaster pistol, which is 4D. You guys, did you guys both upgrade to heavy blaster pistols? Yeah. Yes. I recommend that. That's a heavy blaster pistol is 1D extra damage. It's like Han Solo's blaster pistol. And that one is... That's 250 more. It's the Blast Tech DL44 heavy blaster pistol. Gotcha. And that's... This is at 750. Right, and your basic blaster pistol costs 500, so I'm letting you just spend oh, so the difference. So, so take it. 250 out of your 600 credit. Right. And then you can also get, like, a blast vest, which is very useful. Yeah, how does the... Um, I've mostly just played Dungeons & Dragons. How does armor work for being attacked so, in this? So it'll give you a rating. Like, the blast vest is plus 1D versus physical and plus 1 versus energy. Uh-huh. So essentially, if you get hit, right. like, if someone shoots at you, you choose yeah. to dodge, you fail to dodge, you get hit. Okay. The That rating, that plus 1D or plus 1, you add that to your strength. Right. And roll that to resist the damage. Right. So I have a 2D strength. So, yeah. <laughs> so if it's physical damage, I would roll, with my blast vest, I would roll 3D, 3D. Okay. to resist the damage versus whatever. Like. And so basically whoever, the, the higher roll wins. Yeah, and then the difference between what you roll and what the damage is determines, determines your, whether you're yeah. stunned or Wounded, you take wounds. Incapacitated. As you get As you get wounds, you'll take negatives to dice rolls. So right. there's no, like, hit points, it's wounded. Yeah, it's... That. it's, it's Stunned. I mean, you can you can genuinely have neck. If you have so the other good thing that armor does is it allows you to soak damage in such a way that you don't actually get stunned. If you take damage and it's a zero, but you don't have any armor, you are stunned nonetheless. Oh, okay. But if you have armor, then you're not stunned. Stun makes you miss stun. Ma- stun makes you basically. I think it's negative one for the next round for everything you do. Yeah. And then oh, okay. wounded is negative one for everything. Until it's, it's minus one to life. Until basically. you get healed. Yeah. Until you get healed. Incapacitated, you're not doing anything. And then mortally wounded, you're actively dying. And you need, I guess, a med pack to fix. Yeah. That. Right. Worth noting, I did not take first aid as one of my technical skills, so uh, don't get hurt. Yeah. Oh goody. I like living dangerously. <laughs> yep. My race is you get 2D for every 1D you spend in technical skills. Very specifically says not first aid. <laughs> <laughs> so nobody here took first aid, huh? Does uh, does not look like does it. Does not appear to be. That uh, is not what perhaps, is good for a pilot. Perhaps I, the captain has uh, I could. <laughs> or the C-3PO. You yeah, the, the, the 3PO. You Let me play. move stuff around. <laughs> All right, I'm going to drop my blaster to 4D because okay. 4D is still decent. Yeah, and sure. Hopefully I shouldn't be shooting too much uh-huh. to get a 5D first aid. Thank you, Blake. Usually I'm the healer, but... If I have to heal you, I'm going to make it hurt. <laughs> You're a so sawbones. It is, <laughs> it is worth noting that... So, right, so damage roll over your strength roll. By 0 to 3 is your stunned. 4 to 8 is your wounded. 9 to 12, you're incapacitated. 13 to 15, you're mortally wounded. And 16 plus, you were just outright killed. So we don't have, like, HP. Correct. 
Everyone is, everyone theoretically has the same amount of HP, but that is mostly determined by your strength. Right? The higher your strength, the harder it is going to be to hurt you. <laughs> Chris and I Chris and I both with the 2D strength looking at each other right, like, yeah. oh, oh, that's good. Yep. Peter, you're gonna be standing in front of us. <laughs> A lot. I fix things. Yep. I fly things. Yep. Alright, so right now I have Chris the Chiss Rand. I have Peter who is give me the name of that species one more time, Peter. Code Ru G. Code Ru G. The Ricker Roll. Rick Roll. And uh, Blaine, you're an obesity, and what's the name of your character? Karush. 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 K- K-A-R-O-U-S-H. So so as fun as the Rick Roll name is, I might change it to Fenaris because the Koruji actually start out as six legged dogs. Oh, okay. So you want Fenaris? As in Fenris. Yeah, yeah sure. Fenar is. Because uh, Star Wars crazy, has some weird fucking there, races. Yes. There is a cr- this is a crazy situation where they start out as dogs and end up in a... So you start out as a while. six-legged oh. dog and grow into a four-legged So when you say human. they start off as a six-legged like, you're not like, like legitimately. way back in evolution, you're like, no, when they're born. Yeah, they're, when, okay. they're, when they're born, they start out as a dog. They turn out pretty Ooh. hot, though, I'm going to say. Yeah, for some Fabio, Goro-looking In fact, when you look at the page, they they start out as the werewolf, if you want to see... Uh... Oh, yes. Okay, yes. So I did see that. I didn't read all through it to see how those were connected, but that's interesting. All right. So I think we are ready then to start playing. So this is going to wrap up our first episode of Apom Plays, where we created our characters. Next episode, we will be getting into adventure number one for Star Wars... Encounter one because that's how West End Games sees things. It does it through encounters, and the adventure is called It's Not My Fault. We will be back in just two weeks with our next episode. We'll see you then. <laughs> <laughs>